Okay, with Bruce Hickey, he's the writer, uh, he's the producer, he's also the director of Blind Faith, a 26-minute short film that was the winner of Best Long Form Short Film at the Romance and Relationship Film Festival. It's really at its heart kind of this, this man trying to find himself and through this woman giving him a second chance, he does, I guess. I guess that's the arc of your story. Mm-hmm, I'd say so, yeah. Very interesting film. So tell me about the seed of this idea. When did you, when did you first write it? You know, I was working with a couple of actors that are in a, in a different thing. And um, I, I decided that I uh, recently, because of my interaction with some homeless people and seeing how they didn't give up, that I, 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 I shouldn't give up on my, my, uh, my career as a director. So you're saying that the homeless people motivated you? They, they uh, in a way, it was yeah. like I, I seeing that they were not giving up on life. I shouldn't give up on my life, you know. So tell me, like, well, there's there's a lot to jump on there. So you're you kind of like gave up on 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 the film industry or just directing? Like, what would would you give up? Well, on? It, it's just that it's so hard. It was you know just trying to get movies off the ground. I mean, I I came close to like three different features that I wrote, you know, getting off the ground and just nothing and just like bad things happen each time, COVID this or that or whatever. And it's so, so hard to get a movie financed that it's just like, you know, and so you get down on yourself saying, and then I said, you know, uh, they're not giving up. I shouldn't giving up. And I was just doing a reading with these guys, these other two, two of the actors that were in the thing on, on another uh, project a full a feature that I just was doing a reading of and I thought uh, let me try to think of something and how this thing came to me was I, I almost feel like there's a little divine intervention or something because I thought okay this was the actual process I don't know if you're interested but I said okay so I, I got an idea about this guy who's really in need, he's homeless and, 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 he, and he needs to steal something or whatever because he wants to see his kid. Yeah. Okay. And I thought, okay, what What could I do that doesn't sound like some kind of generic re- derivative thing? You know, he's in a drug deal. He's, a, you know, and, and I said, okay, what if, what if what he was stealing was uh, a precious record? Yeah. And um, I don't know if you're familiar with the group Blind Faith. You're young, but Blind Faith was a super group in the late 60s with Eric Clapton and Steve Winwood. They were maybe one of the first super groups. And so I thought of that record for some reason. It just came to me. And then I said, wait, Blind Faith. What if the woman that he's stealing from her is blind? Um. It's not the typical kind of thing a writer would think of. Um, that's why I feel like it's, I was sort of like something channeled yeah. itself through, through me. So it's like the creative process, I guess, right? You were. It's the creative. Pro- yeah, it's the creative process. You know, um, I believe very much that a script isn't written. It's discovered. It's discovered in, in, in if you get an interesting sort of instinct. And then it's discovered by rewriting because I re- I did a lot of rewriting on this. I, I wrote the first thing. I wrote it in a couple hours. Yeah. It just, you know, came to me. And then I worked on it and we read a little bit of it and I worked on it and I worked on it, you know. 
and that's that's the whole process you know and then did you like so then when when does the directing come in like are you when you're writing it are you like okay i'm this is going to be something i i finally turn I, I finally direct i finally make yeah yeah you know i had directed this other piece uh you know about six years before and um uh, it the, the whole thing it was kind of a longer piece and it it it, it, it started to short and it got longer and it just didn't work very good you know my bad then what I did is I cut it into a trailer because the actual scenes in it and it and it you know, you've probably never seen it, but it works really good. It's very cinematic. It has a lot of it's kind of sexy and stuff. It's sort of like a uh, like a hand the rocks to cradle kind of genre kind of thing. Okay. But I felt like it didn't really it 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 didn't really um, reflect what I could do as much. It didn't like one producer said to me one time said, this is really good, but then I'd like to see something that has a little more emotion in it, you know? And I agreed with him. So that was in the back of my mind that I wanted to make a film that I felt was about something. Wasn't just like kind of a nice derivative little piece, which the other one was well done, but derivative that was more original and had more emotion in it. Well, you know, it's not that easy to actually write something like that. If it was, everyone would do it. And also, I thought I may never get a chance to direct a big movie or just even a big movie, just an independent film with a, some kind of decent budget where I'm not having to, like, do the craft services, you know, Yeah. <laughs> and, and find props. It may never happen. I hope it does, but it may never happen. So I want to make a film that I feel like expresses what I have to say, mm-hmm. at least do that, at least do that, and that's that's sort of the how it all thing came together. Okay, so you wrote in uh, in your in your blog that that this is independent filmmaking as you described, and you're producing it. You're yeah. you're doing a lot of things. Yeah. And the DP, who is the kind of the most important person, yeah, set, <laughs> you can argue during the filmmaking process, like especially independent films back then. Oh yeah. So what happened there? Like, how can that? Well, I had this young guy. His reel was fantastic. He had come to rehearsals. We seemed like we're in sync with things. And then I literally get a a message from him uh, like 24 hours before we're supposed to shoot. And, you know, obviously you're in filmmaking. You understand it is not easy to get locations, get a crew lined up. A lot of things. I I had everything lined up. This, you know, took a lot of effort and, you know, making deals with people and whatever. And locations are very hard to get in LA. I don't know what's like in Toronto, but man, in LA, it's like so brutal to get them and expensive. So, so I got 24 hours, you know? So first I start and then oh, along I, with him, his excuse, like, what would like, what he, he said? Oh, I got an issue, man. I got a handle. What, what does that say? What, what does that say? I don't, I got no real explanation. He said, Oh, my friend's going through a thing. You know what I think might've happened? I think he might've got a better job. I don't know. I don't know. You think you know? he believed in the like? Uh, I'm sure, like he is that what it is? He probably got a better gig because people, when people are young, they're stupid. Like I remember when I was in my 20s, I didn't want to handle, I couldn't handle conflict, so I would like do something really, maybe not on the scale of this idiot, but 
I like it just like like when you're dumb, you're, you don't know how to handle conflict that well, I guess, right? Who knows? You know what? I don't really know what his backstory is. Yeah. In a way, it didn't really matter. Yeah, of course. I was just sorry. I was looking at the psychology. Yeah, I, I know it is, but it is what it is. Yeah. So the whole thing. I mean, when you make a film, particularly with but this kind of stuff happens all the time. And what you have to do is learn to build to punt, as they say. Yep. To make the most of it. So, uh, I, I immediately go in to look at some of the people who had submitted. You know, I use like Mandy. You know that site, yeah, Mandy.com. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And for some of the other people that submitted, and I found this one guy whose reel was really good too. And I contacted him, but he was uh, finishing up in another film and he didn't have time, but he said he probably would be able to do it like in about a week and a half, you know? Yeah. So I had to make a decision. Him or another guy that could do it, but didn't I didn't feel as well uh, good with, you know? Yeah. So I made a decision. I got to have to put this back. Now I got to contact everything, all the actors, all the crew, the locations, the craft services and everything to see if I could line it up for like, you know, like a week and a half, two weeks down the line, whatever it was, you know, and uh, some of the people couldn't do it. I lost some of the crew, like a sound man, you know, different, different things. Um, And I also I had to find a new gaffer because the gaffer went with him. And on a low budget film, a gaffer who also has the equipment, that's yeah. another, that's almost as important as the DP. Not exactly, but you know. But so no, I he got, I figured he could have even upgraded to to DP, I guess, right? If you if you, he knew the the script and everything like that. But I guess he backed out too. No, what I'm saying is that the 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 the, the original DP had a friend that was going to be the gaffer. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So they came with the equipment. So yeah. I lost both the yeah. key people in in with 24. So I had to go and get it get a, uh, a new TP and get a gaffer that I can make a deal with who also had the equipment. Cause otherwise you're in a situation, you hire gaffer, then you got to go rent equipment yeah. for the gaffer. It's a better thing. If you get someone who has the equipment, cause you do, you do like a set price for the whole thing. Yeah. So I had to get all that, keep the actors in line, you know, all that stuff. So we did it, you know, so it's things like that are always happening. So you think it was a maybe it was a blessing in disguise because you got this new. They deep- got that. You know what? It's hard for me to tell. Yeah. Because, um, the guy who shot it was a little older, and um, did a good job. Uh, Morgan and and the other guy was really really talented. This young kid who popped yeah. out of me. So I have no idea how good he could have been. All I can know is that this guy did a good job. And then um, I I actually did a reshoot of one day and because um, I wasn't happy with the results. And uh, you saw the film, right? You saw the film? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> um, you know, the, the, the section when he goes to the blind girl's house and all that. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't happy with it. Well, well, that's almost a third of your film, right? I know. Well, I wasn't happy with it. Yeah. So well, now. You weren't happy with the performances, the tone? Like, what weren't you happy? Everything. I, I wasn't happy the way it was shot. I wasn't happy with the performances. It didn't work. You know, for some other people, it might have worked, but it didn't work for that's me. That's your film, right? Because they have to fall in love, right? So. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. Now, here's an interesting backstory. In the rehearsals, they were doing pretty good. The guy and the girl were doing pretty good. And when we came to shoot it, suddenly there was like no chemistry. 
And, you know, it's like this master shot I did. I mean, we did over and over and over and nothing was happening. The crew were starting to get upset because they don't understand that kind of stuff. And I said, everyone needs to shut the fuck up. If I don't have a performance, we got nothing. Yeah. Okay. So I did the best I could. And, um, you know, when I got in, when I looked at it later, I just wasn't happy with it. It just, it just, uh, now in the actor's defense, it was their acting and it was also some of my writing choices. So I went back and I rewrote the scene. Okay. And I got a different DP. I got a DP that I found a DP. His name is Eugene. He's the one who shot that scene that would make it look more romantic because it was too stark before it didn't, it didn't. Yeah. You know, sometimes when you're looking through a monitor, you know, and maybe the monitor is not the greatest quality. Yeah. It's almost hard to tell exactly what it's going to look like until sure, you actually see the film. Yeah. You get an idea. Anyway, this guy had shot a lot of rock videos was um, uh, he was more in sync with the tone yeah. that that I got. So we reshot it the this time. The, the the performances were better. And here's another sidebar. This is the kind of stuff that directors have to deal with. The guy who plays, you know, Charlie and the girl who plays the blonde girl, Lena. Yeah. Knew each other from acting class. Kind of had a little bit of a silent kind of flirtation, but she was married. And we were actually shooting in her house. Okay. okay? And they were starting to flirt with each other a little more because they had done that scene in the car where they kissed and stuff yeah. before a yeah. day before. There's a connection and it, there. Yeah. And it kind of opened up something that had been lying dormant. Yeah. So the time we, we a couple of days later, when we we're doing a scene in the house. What they was going on for them, which now in retrospect made sense to me, was that. They thought that the husband was going to come, her real husband was going to come in any time to watch because it was their her house and that he would see right through that there's something was starting between the two of them sounds and like because huh sounds like a soap opera exactly yeah. but you know what this is exactly the kind of shit that really happens particularly in a feature film to be honest with you because in feature films you know leading actors and leading actresses start fucking all the time oh, yeah right well yeah, crew then, members start fucking all the time right it's yeah just, what, what whatever yeah whatever yeah. so uh, <laughs> this is part of what held back their performances. Yeah, it, was, it was like, I was wondering what's going on. Yeah. By the time we shot, reshot the scene, she had separated from the husband. Her and the actor were starting to have her actual real really relation. Yes. <laughs> that all helped. Yeah, totally. That, that'll help. Now, here's a funny kind of That's thing. When I wrote the scene. Maybe not for and, the uh, husband, but it's hilarious. Yeah, when I, when I wrote the scene, it was probably something that was a long time coming. Sure. You know? yeah. That's none of my business. When, when it came, when I sent them the scene, uh, Logan Martin, who is the, the actor, said, dude, this is like a lot of what's going on between us. Are you like, are you like listening to us or something? Are you... Are, because she's kind of more outgoing than him in a way, yeah. you know, and the whole thing with the dance thing where she's trying to, 
lure him into dancing and he says oh my wife said i'm not a very good dancer yeah. and he seems kind of uptight i think that was a lot of what their real relationship is like because she is a kind of a aggressive woman that i think by nature who kind of goes for it yeah and he i think is a little more so it's interesting i think they were able to bring a lot of interesting things into the scene that helped the scene yeah you know so uh ultimately i got lucky by trusting my instincts of knowing that we could do better. But it wasn't easy for me because I had to get the location again, her house. Yeah. I had to pay, you know, a new, again, another you know, day. I mean, I mean, every day you go out, yeah. you know, it's like another $3,000, right. Yeah. You know, between all the things, but I said, you know what, what's the point of spending all this money on a movie? If the scene, which is maybe the most important scene in the movie doesn't work. It's definitely the most important. Well, there's a, there's an art going on, right? Because it's like, he he's he's in it on a ruse like he's trying to con her and then right. he doesn't con her but then she knows he's on the, on the con so there's all this kind of like play on words going on right and so i guess the theme of the of the their scene is that she's blind but she makes him see 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 what's important exactly you know what she's without eyes she saw into the yeah. fact yeah. that he that he was a good person but he was troubled yeah and then uh, eventually she made him she she gives him in that scene all these chances to tell the truth. Right. Yeah. Keeps on saying, well, you know, you're like almost like you're holding something back. You know, come on. You can say anything to me. Did you close your eyes? And then yeah. she senses that. it, And that's where, you know, when she gets him to say, OK, this is no more lap dancing or whatever. And she forces him to tell the truth. Yeah. And he then he has to make a moral decision. And then, you know, we don't know it when that scene ends. Rather than saying, oh, no, I won't do it. We don't know what he's going to do until you see him getting the shit from his ex-wife and his brother in the next scene. Yeah. Then you real, you know, I did that. I, you know, And that it was the same way before. I wanted the release of information to be more interesting, where you find out by rather than talking by the reaction to his action. And then you then you put the pieces together, you know. Yeah, no, it's really, it's really, really cool. So this is like conflict within within conflict. So there's there's obviously a lot going on in the film, but you it's it's accomplished. You're out in the festival circuit now. It's done, and uh, I'm sure there's a lot of conflict involved. What did you think about the audience feedback video that we sent you? Oh, I I was really touched by that. You know, because you know we're in this world, right? It's like you make a short film, you submit these things online. You don't know who the hell actually watches them. And you win some and you don't win some and you get selected in some and you don't get selected in other. And you don't even know how people react to it because you're not having people in a theater watching it. You yeah. know, I've never had it. You know, I'm going to do this. I've never had a screening of this movie, not even for the cast and crew. I have no idea the way an audience in a in a group sitting together will actually react to it. I hope. And I was really, I was, I was, it did my heart good to hear these, the people that were, give the reactions, how it resonated with them. Yeah. And you know, it was really interesting to me, particularly the people who are younger who reacted. And the reason is that people who are older, like myself, like there was one gentleman who was looked like he was about my age and, and, and another one that was older too. We didn't grow up with homeless people everywhere. We didn't grow up in a world where there was the have and the have nots. People who are younger now coming up, this is the world. This is their world. 
this is their world. They probably know people that are homeless. Like when we were growing up, the people who were homeless were, were, were alcoholics who lived in Skid Row. We didn't know them. They weren't people, members of our family pretty much or whatever. And so it's a different world. And also the guy makes a moral decision. Uh, you know, decision. And that's the thing I think that's, you know, universal, but we live in a world now where these kids are being surrounded by all these politicians who are devoid of morality, like our former president Trump. I mean, they just lie. And, and, and I, I think there's a, there's a yearning need for people to come forward and do what's right. Yeah. And I, th I think all that kind of stuff kind of, Maybe I'm reading into their reactions, but I think all that sort of sort of, sort of resonated with them in a way. Yeah. But it's also yeah. it's also about second chances too, right? We're, yeah, sure. We're in an era where we want to like you do something wrong and you're canceled forever. It's like we don't want to see you ever again. And this is a guy, and we're we're flawed human beings, right? Especially right. the longer we live, like we all have skeletons in our closet, right? Like we and we all have like flaws, and in this character, your lead character he's flawed but then like he finally pardoned the pun of the blind person he sees the light through her well yeah. also she has blind faith in he doesn't him. get canceled though like you know what i mean it's no he doesn't get canceled yeah. she has blind faith in him that he will do the right thing yeah, and he exactly. does and the moral of the story is if you can say there's a moral story by doing the right thing even though it hurt a while with his wife ex-wife and all stuff yeah. He ultimately gets what he needs. He gets a place to stay and he finds someone that loves him. Yeah. Which he, if he would have made the other choice, he would have had the record and he would have seen his son for a couple of weekends or whatever. And that would have been it. And then he would have sinned yeah. to, 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 he would have sinned to see his kid on Christmas. How yeah. weird, huh? No, sometimes the harder choice is the, is the, is the better choice. And the easy choice is lying and, and deceiving, right. and cheating. You know what I mean? That's easy to do. Right. So like, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. Like, there's a there's a morality issue going on, right? So in our society, yeah. I, I, so I I, I look, I think it's important, particularly in our in our thing, to 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 present things honestly. But if you can, try to put a positive spin on it, so it's like people have something to look forward to. Now, in terms of the positive spin, there was a little scene that I added in the end of it. The movie before ended with him driving away from his brother, and that was the end. Yeah. And I felt like there wasn't a good connection between the two of them after that, like a shot in the car. I just didn't have time to do it. You know, like them looking at each other. They love each other. They're driving away together. Yeah. So when I reshot that other scene, I did the scene with them in the end with the Christmas stuff in the background dancing. So you see them together. And also it's like this time they dance beautifully together, you know? Yeah. So, and, um, uh, I like the ending, you know, I, 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 it wasn't in there originally, but I really thought it, I thought it helps, you know? Um, yeah. Anyway. Probably. No, and also it's Christmas, right? It's like, yeah. there it is on Christmas. He got, he got, he got what he dreamed of. Yeah. He needed. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. No, it's, it, it's a happy, it's a happy ending. Right. So, yeah. So I, hopefully your, your film does well in the festival circuit. You can watch it. Hopefully it'll screen in festival in LA. Your cast and crew can watch it. And uh, it gets all the success it deserves. And why don't you keep making movies? Why don't you make another film? Well, I'm, I'm sure, you know, I'm hoping that this doing well will help me yeah. get a couple of my features that are that are right. You know, yes. You know what? I got to say, I've been very, besides your festival, I've won eight other festivals. 
and the actors, uh, the girl has won Best Actress and won. The guy who plays the brother has won two festivals as Best Supporting Actor. Yeah, there you go. Um, so it's on yeah. its way. And you know what war I was really touched by? I won an award in Italy, which a festival which is called the uh, Eight and a Half. It's it's uh, it's honor in honor of mm-hmm. Fellini, yeah. and they awarded me Best Director in that. That really kind of touched me. Anyway, so so yeah, it. so you're on your way. No, it's a really interesting film. Like it, it kind of grows on you when you're watching it. It's like it's nicely done. And thank you for your candor for sharing like all the trials and tribulations. It's like this is independent film. Like it's no matter what. <laughs> it's, Hopefully you know your what? actors it's, don't don't mind you sharing their story. No, I mean, I, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's it's. Uh, hey, look, they're a couple. It's. Um, so you brought, imagine they have children. It's because of you. You should be the godfather to them, right? So to their kids. Well, they they they, they told me later said you were the catalyst. Yeah, exactly. You're the yeah. So the you're the, the they go out and they you're the reason why. So you like if you didn't the film's doing well, but even if it didn't, you at least you brought this couple together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so you know, look, I we I just tried to I tried to do the best I can. Yeah. You know, um, it wasn't it wasn't easy. Of course not. I'm losing you here. Going back and getting and digging. That's how I feel. No one giving me money or anything. You know. Oops, you kind of froze. Did you hear me? Yeah. Well, anyways, we're all done. I congratulations on the on the film, and let's talk again when you make your next film. Okay. Well, thank you so much, and thanks for the wonderful festival. I really appreciate it. One, two, three, four, five, six.